this week on the Best of Bias podcast, we got a brilliant episode for you guys. You know what I'm saying? We back in action. Episode 189 for y'all. We getting up there close to the 200s. We might do something special for the 200s. We may save it for like the 500s in the future. But, you know, we got to celebrate every uh, century mark. You feel me? So we may do something a little special for 200. But today, on today's episode, we got a lot of the usual suspects. Um, you know what I mean? We got some sports to talk about. Um, we got some pop culture and some cinema corner. Same kind of three bases. Um, if you're new here, you already know what's... Well, I guess if you're new here, you don't know what's going on. But I should, I should rephrase that. If you're new here, you know what we do. Damn, I did it again. You don't know what we do. Hey, hey don't... Erase one of those, aka. Don't let them know I'm messing up that early. But hey, check it out. If you're new here, what we do is we bring all the buyers to the table. Sometimes you go to podcasts to look for niche topics, like certain things and that, you know. But me, me and my peoples, we talk about everything. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not just singularly talented. We're multifaceted. You know what I'm saying? We like to talk about sports we like to talk about pop culture we like to talk about cinema movies superheroes uh cooking we like to talk about science if we feel a little a little, little knowledgeable you know what i'm saying there's multiple topics various topics we like to talk about we don't like to limit ourselves to one thing so we call it the best of bias you bring your bias to the table about anything possible we're going to talk about it we're going to discuss it because we know we all have a certain bias about that topic and we though we may not care about it all you know as individuals you bring it to the table we're going to discuss it because that's what we do we call ourselves a family here we discuss the bias and we just bring ours to the table so it's the best of bias podcast and you know again people that's been here a week and weeks and weeks and weeks for weeks and weeks through this three or four year term of the podcast you already know what's up Welcome back, family. Welcome back, family. Hope you guys are having a good Friday. Welcome, fr- welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, sorry about the video delays. You know what I mean? I know we dropping the audio version, the podcast early in the week, um, Friday, every Friday, Saturday-ish. Um, we try to get the videos out as soon as possible, but you know what I'm saying? It's a lot on AKA's play right now. Uh, I'm not blaming him. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it, it, I'm so grateful for him being a part of the pod, being a part of the Best of Bias team. Um, you know what I'm saying? One of these days, you know, when we get real big out there and, and, and by the graces of you guys, keep coming back, keep clicking, keep listening and keep participating and supporting us. You know what I'm saying? And we will get bigger and better, but it's going to get better. Uh, once he, he got a new job out there in Indiana, in Indianapolis, you know, we, the transition, um, we had him really locally here in California, um, until he moved, not to put too much of his business on the table, but, um, he's got a new job you know how it is when you work in a new job, um, Shoot, you got to get through that probation period. You got to work hard. So um, shout out to him. Um, no worries. The video is going to be there. Always clickable. Always going to be relevant topic wise. You know what I'm saying? If you missed something that we talked about last week, go back and listen. Yeah, get caught up before we come out this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Wait a little bit before you listen to this episode. Um, maybe listen to this on Saturday after you listen to and watch the last podcast or whatever you want to do. Um, but the pods will be there. Episodes will be there. Um, again, AKA, thank you for everything that you do. Um, because without you, these podcasts, you know, people, maybe some people wouldn't watch, you know what I'm saying? But we're grateful for everybody that tunes in. But yeah, on this podcast, we got a lot of the usual stuff um, to talk specifically. Um, college football playoff was decided. Uh, Final four have been selected. There's a lot of controversy on the four that got in. Uh, of course, we're going to update the NFL from week 13 was last week. Late week 14 is now. Um, we're getting close to the end of the um, of the season, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of these games are going to matter towards the end of the season, um, towards who's going to make the playoffs, AFC and NFC-wise. Uh, we just saw the 49ers stomp on the Eagles, so we don't know who's going to win the NFC. But the AFC 
see there's some unusual suspects up on top too. So it's going to be a lot to talk about there. Fantasy football, that means we're getting to the playoffs there as well. So you already know what's going on there. Um, I'm going to talk about the Best of Bias Invitational 2023 and talk about the teams that made the playoffs and talk about last week's results that got those teams to the playoffs. Can I do that for y'all a little bit? Bear with me. And then we're going to talk about the NBA play uh, in-season tournament. Um, we're in the knockout rounds in Vegas right now in the semifinals. Um, one of the teams just played earlier today. Um, spoiler, uh, spoiler alert, the Bucks lost to the Pacers. Um, but the Lakers are playing the Pelicans right now. The winner of these two semifinal games decide who's going to play in the final there in Vegas. So uh, a big. we'll talk about that. Um, what else we got? Um, pop culture-wise, we definitely got some stuff to talk about. Some trailers dropped, um, not only for movies and stuff, but also for GTA 6, highly awaited game. Um, shoot, GTA 5 has been up for like 12 years now. So we're going to see about that, talk about that, um, and talk about some other stuff that's supposed to be coming out 20... Well, I'm not going to give it away. I'm not going to give it away yet. Uh, but then, yeah, I'm going to review, of course, Comic-Con 2023, some pickups I got and some of my experiences from there. Um, and it should be a good podcast, not too long, but we'll get uh, get you in and out. Um, but either way, you know, you're going to chill for a while with the fam. New listeners, again, welcome, old listeners, family members. It's going to be another great podcast, episode 189, where that theme song at. It's right here, your boy, like Dead on Arrows in the building. Let's get it. Yeah. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need the earful. You should try us. From pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Your uh, yeah, best of bias. Yeah. Uh, it's the best of bias. You are now listening to the Best of Bias podcast with Lydell De Niro and Hugo Twilight. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? What is up? It's time for another episode of the Best of Bias podcast. You already know what's good. You already know what's good. Just playing. But it is time for another episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome again. Like I said at the top of the podcast, it's time. Welcome back. You could have been anywhere in the world on this Friday, but are you here with us listening to the Best of Bias podcast? Man, let me catch y'all up. You know what I'm saying? Family members, new listeners, let me catch y'all up. It's sports time. It's pop culture time, cinema corner time. Um, I haven't been to the movies in a while, but I need to get back there. But I hope everybody's doing good out there. Holidays are coming soon. Um, hope y'all ain't too broke from shopping. Um, Black Friday was a dud for me. I don't know how it was for y'all, but uh, Black Friday wasn't really a hit like it usually was. I didn't see any price drops, really. Um, they treated this Black Friday like you have access to stuff. So that's your Black Friday. Like, we're not going to discount any prices, but just the fact that we have them up here for you and have this available for you. <laughs> that's your black friday you know what i'm saying cyber monday even i don't really know man i feel like it's getting really niche like the stuff that they want you to buy in order to get a discount you know what i'm saying they used to be everything even if it wasn't electronic they used to give you everything discounted at a significant price to make you want to go out there and fight somebody for something but now it's like the prices aren't even good enough for people to even think about it it's like nah we'll just hold our money until right before christmas because we ain't about to be out there fighting people for stuff that's not even good priced and just be out there fighting lines and traffic and just doing all this stuff where you can just get this, you know, get it early December. You know what I'm saying? Rather do that. Spend some more time with your family on Thanksgiving rather than go out there and do it. Anyway, that's a whole nother story, but it just feels good. You know, holiday season is coming back. It was, summer just ended. Spring just ended. Uh, hot, hot, hot weather. 
You know what I'm saying? Got all the partying out. It's time to get back into the festive season. Start loving your family again, seeing your family again, everybody getting back together and just rekindling everything. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was outside. I get it. Summertime. I'm outside, outside, outside type shit, but get back inside. You know what I'm saying? Put on a Christmas movie. You know, drink some hot chocolate. You know what I'm saying? It's time to get together and throw down in the kitchen. We out here Thanksgiving, Christmas cooking, Christmas dinner. It's that time of year. And then we're going to move into, you know, the birthday for your boy and then Valentine's Day, you know what I'm saying? A little holiday, a little holiday stretch. Some people don't like it. And of course, it's like a, like a, what should I say? It's like a definitely a way to get people into the malls and the holidays have kind of been diluted into like shopping days and reasons to go out and spend money. But I don't know, just the time, the weather changing and, you know, the increased motivation to want to be inside, hanging out with your family, friends, anybody who you care for, your, your, your pets, you know what I'm saying? Just get a little toasty and kick it inside for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You, you can still go out, go to the holiday parties, but it's not going to be like it was during the summer and spring when we outside every day just trying to make uh, something of these hot, beautiful days. You know what I'm saying? This hot winter, uh, warm, uh, snuggly winter days are cool, too. You can find something to do. But anyways, I digress. I digress. Let me not get too far into the shenanigans because we do want to get out of here sometime today. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I don't play with this board enough. I should play with this board a lot more and See how y'all like it. <laughs> See how y'all like it and feel. Uh. See how y'all like it. Oh, oh, yeah. Cause best of bias and we keep it real. How you feel. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Cause I'll best rather make a whole song on this thing for y'all. You want that, do you? Want that, do you? Probably not. <clears throat> anyways, anyways, anyways. Let me stop, let me stop. But um, let's get into these. Um, What are we starting? We're starting with college football. I know I don't really want to start with college football because if you know how I rock, you know how we rock here on the Best of Bias podcast. You know my bias. I'm an Oregon Ducks fan through and through, bleeding that green. <clears throat> Before... You know, last time I saw you, I was talking about how if we beat Washington, we can make it into the college football playoff, blah, blah, blah. Features in our hands. We lost them one time. I was really distraught about that. This time it's time for our revenge and doing that, blah, 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 blah. Next, this, 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 that. I love my school. I, I really do. I, I love everything about it. I, I can't even see my school because I didn't go there. I'm a Chico State grad. I uh, went to San Jose State a couple of years, so... Me, I'm just a fan. You know, I have no ties to the school as far as alumni or alumnus status or whatever, however you say it. Uh, but I do, I do, I do. I am a big fan of all the sports. And and to go out the way we did it this year after having one of the best Oregon teams that we've ever had and just for us to go out the same look we always go out, it was just so disheartening. One or two games throughout this 12, 13-game possible, possible 14-game season, it's just, we always lose one or two, and the fact that that one or two just knocks you out completely of the running of actually being in the running for the national championship is so depressing. It's like every second of every game you have to be on point um, because it's the politics of it. Even if you have a great record and you're tied, which I'll talk about in a couple of seconds here, with the final four that did get into the college football playoff this year, 
it, it's just a wild, wild, wild concept to only be able to lose a couple of games. So much work you put in through the years of these four teams, uh, potentially, well, I guess only 12 or 11 are guaranteed, but um, <clears throat> I don't know. For it to be decided um, by, you know, maybe potentially two losses by six points uh, combined in those two losses, three points in each game, one because our kicker missed and the other one we just – Got beat. I don't know. Washington had our number, and it just sucks because it's one of our biggest rivals. And to lose to one of our biggest rivals and for them to have bragging rights and actually make the college football playoff over us, the last time that it's four teams in the college football playoff, the last time that the Pac-12 is actually going to exist for us to even be. Well, they'll still be in the Big Ten for us to be rivals, but for them to say they have the bragging rights over us to say that they won the last Pac-12 championship that's ever going to exist is nuts. It's really nuts. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to recover from that. I think that's something that the Washington fans will always be able to have over us. And me personally, I really hope they don't win a national championship because that's something that's going to be ever more held over us as well. So that's all I really want to talk about. Thank you, Bo Nix. Um, you're going to go off and play in the NFL now. Um, a bunch of transfers are supposed to be looking and looking or coming to Oregon. Um, what's his name? Dylan Gabriel, the player at Oklahoma last year, uh, did pretty well there. He's thinking about moving over to Oregon. Oregon. Um, some say he's scared to go to the SEC after they moved from the Big 12 to the AC, or the SEC. Some said he got paid a whole bunch of money from Nike, about $2 million to play for Oregon. Um, and that's why he's deciding to go there. And he, you know, sees the weapons and sees the stuff that we can do in the Big 10 and feel like he can have some more success there. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but I see that Dante Moore is also coming to interview with the Ducks as well. Dante Moore is supposed to come to our team as a true freshman and play. Maybe sit one year behind Bo Nix and uh, play in Oregon. You know, he came and was almost committed. He might have been committed. Then he flipped to UCLA to play under Chip Kelly. He didn't have the best year in the world. Chip Kelly got fired. He got hurt. Um, so now he wants to transfer from US UCLA and potentially come to um, Oregon and try to pick up where he left off and kind of rekindle the flame that we have with him. But I don't know. If if I was to choose, um, I would probably go Dylan Gabriel just for the fact that he's probably only going to play for one more year. Um, any quarterbacks that we actually have recruited are coming into this into the fold are going to be able to develop under him for one year and actually get a chance to play. I know it's kind of messed up for Ty Thompson, but he was uh, Mario Cristobal's quarterback that he did uh, recruit. So him not getting playing time under Dan Lanning is probably not going to be any, it's like a ruffle in his feathers, uh, no pun intended. But uh, I think that probably Dylan Gabriel, because he'll be ready, he'll be able to learn the system, jump in, plug and play, has experience starting for a team at a high level. Uh, played great, had a game last season with eight touchdowns. So he might look good in uh, the orange and yellow, but, you know, me personally, Dante Moore was somebody I didn't want in recruiting, but I don't know. I think he rubbed me the wrong way by picking a rival school and going over there and just choosing the money over the sitting one year, which he probably needed to sit anyways and ended up sitting after getting hurt. So uh, we'll see what happens, but I guess it doesn't matter about Oregon right now because the top four in the college football playoffs, according to the committee, were one, Michigan, two, Washington, three, uh, I think it was Texas, and four was Alabama, which was kind of crazy and controversial because uh, Florida State was undefeated, and they the reason for them not being able to get into the college football playoffs is they looked like a worse team without their starting quarterback because I think he broke his leg or something like that. But at the same time, they still won the games that they needed to win to win the ACC championship and go undefeated to make the playoff. But the committee said that wasn't good enough, a.k.a. it wouldn't make good TV if Michigan went in there and smacked uh, FSU. And it wasn't good TV. So they felt like Alabama beating Georgia, who was a number one team and had 21 or 29 straight wins. 
was significant enough for them to jump FSU, whose strength of schedule wasn't that good, I guess. And since they didn't have a starting quarterback, that would make a good competition for Michigan. And everybody knows how they feel about Michigan right now and that cheating scandal. Um, they try to do whatever they can to have Harbaugh lose. So Alabama snuck in there. Texas is going to play Washington. And Michigan is going to play uh, Alabama in the Rose Bowl. And Washington is going to play uh, Texas in the Sugar Bowl. And it's kind of funny how they didn't give the Washington uh, Huskies the Rose Bowl because they're more used to playing that there. They used to play there for the Pac-12 championship for a while, and they play USC there all the time. But um, I guess that's too much of an advantage to give them over Texas. You know, they're going to play favorites. The big names right now that are in the playoffs, are the Blue Bloods are Texas, Michigan, and Alabama. So Washington being there, they're just, you know, the committee's probably hella mad because they probably want Oregon to win. So they could have, like, four big names in there that draw in a whole bunch of television. Um, but it's sad for FSU, man, because so what else can you do besides go undefeated? You know what I'm saying? It's not your fault your quarterback got hurt, and you shouldn't be penalized for winning in despite of the quarterback being hurt. That should be a good thing. It's just weird. And, of course, the committee just kind of wants to see Alabama in there and play Michigan, like I said. And it's the last time it's going to be four teams anyway, so complaining next year really wouldn't make sense because, yeah, it's going to 12 teams. Yeah, no more of the four-team selection, and no longer will they have to make that decision because it's going to be 12 teams and all the stragglers that are at 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10 or whatever that they can't decide on what – person should get in based on record they can just go ahead and put everybody in you know and just make it more of a march madness it's all about money you know what i'm saying more of a spectacle more blocked off television spots so that they can just make money off these players you know what i'm saying and com uh, combat that nil because shit two million dollars in the transfer portal we're playing that kind of games nowadays man if i knew and could expect two million dollars to come to me if I was good enough in high school, there would be no way I'll be doing some of the stuff that I was doing in high school. I probably wouldn't have met the people that I met in high school. I love y'all. I'm sorry. But somebody offering me millions of dollars coming out of high school to play college football. And if I did play college football and the team I went to sucked and I can transfer and I have to pick in the litter and then they are going to pay me to come to their school over another school. Bruh. It would have been such a different game. Holla if you hear me. Reggie Bush, man, they're finally putting him in the USC Hall of Fame, um, the College Football Hall of Fame, after, you know, taking his Heisman away and defaming his career in college just because of some stuff that is completely legal now in college football and getting even worse. Millions and millions of dollars. Well, I'm not saying that they didn't make millions of dollars on the table, possibly, because they was really good. But now for them to blatantly just give unproven players coming out of high school millions of dollars just to step in the school, and for them to have that money to kind of throw around just gives you so much, like, view of what's been going on all these years. And people are just claiming this shit is unfair now because they schools ain't getting the top recruits. Some random school that got the money. Shit, uh, Colorado just got the number one uh, <clears throat> offensive lineman coming into the the class of next year. Um, he was on first, uh, what was it called? Not first take. It was undisputed and everything that I announced. So it was kind of crazy. I just realized once they had Colorado in the top five of the schools that he was going to pick from, I should have known he was going to go to CU because, <laughs> yeah. But me personally, that's cool. Uh, I can't hate because I really don't care, honestly. They're in the Big 12. Since they're not a rival of Oregon anymore, and you know what I'm saying? You will see my support change definitely for Prime. I'm telling you, I wasn't a hater. You know what I'm saying? It was just that rivalry being in the Pac-12. I'm not going to surrender 
the Pac-12 and think that they're going to walk through everybody and just give him all the support in the world because he's prime. Nah, I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay true to my Ducks. And I think the Ducks is going to win all the time. Sorry, Prime. But excuse me. Now that you're in the Big 12 and I made these statements earlier, ain't nothing changed. Now that you're in the Big 12 next year, it's all good. We ain't rivals no more. I wish you the cup, the the 100% best. Daniel, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no more rivalry. You know what I'm saying? You guys are in the Big 12 now. I'll let you. In Pac-12, I will miss all these uh, competitions, all these games that are being played. <sighs> going to the games, Stanford, going to the games, Cal, being able to go to, like, the Washington. Well, this, again, they're still going to play. I'm chipping. UCLA and stuff like that. We're still going to play them. But, you know, I'm a Bay Area kid, so being able to see Oregon playing in, in Oakland and seeing them playing Palo Alto, especially Stanford. Um, Stanford holds a special place in my heart, especially going to see the games there. Um, yeah. It's just wild to know that Stanford is just completely different now. They're going to be playing, like, in the ACC if they even get accepted into there. Hopefully they get their recruiting together because, again, I can root for Stanford now, too, since y'all ain't going to be in the Pac-12. You know what I'm saying? Stuff is going to change for a lot of teams, except for UCLA, USC, and Washington. Oh, y'all, the smoke is still there. But everybody else, uh, I wish y'all fair ado. The Civil Civil War is still going to be intact. Uh, So Oregon State, y'all still – the beef is still there. Uh, but um, everybody else, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Colorado, Washington State, uh, or uh, uh, Stanford, Cal. Uh, excuse me. Um, who else is up in our Arizona State, Arizona? All you guys, we love y'all um, in a brotherly way. You know what I'm saying? A family way. Now that we ain't necessarily competitors or uh, rivals, Um I wish y'all the best of luck. I'll be rooting for y'all, whatever division y'all in. Y'all going to be my team in that division because uh, it's Pac-12 forever, y'all. For real, for real. I'm going to be sad out here. Uh, but, yeah, let's move into this NFL real quick. Um, last week we saw it was week 13, getting close to week 17, man. Four games left, bro. It, it, it The season went by so quick now and for the Buccaneers, man. Uh, if we lose this game, it's going to be a long next four weeks. Um, I'll talk about who we playing this week and what all the stakes that it's uh, coming with. But um, for now, let's just go over last week's scores, starting with the Thursday night game. We had the Seahawks versus the Cowboys. Um, I think I was recording last week when the game was on. Yeah, so I didn't make a prediction for it. Um, but the Cowboys were able to win that game. Surprisingly, we thought it was going to be an ass kicking because a lot of the times the, you know, when it's a team that's not really of the caliber of um, Dallas, they usually smack them and really don't leave any uh, crumbs on the table. They just smack them, clean the plate. You feel me? Um, and it gets kind of ugly really, 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 really fast for teams. But in this game, I wasn't watching, so I can't give you detail for detail. But I, I saw that the Seahawks were actually winning at a certain point, and they're holding their own, and they're putting, uh, you know, um, the Cowboys on their back foot, you know what I'm saying, and making them actually play. Because this game was actually a trap game. They play the Eagles again this week, I believe. So for this game, they probably had their sights set on the next week and weren't really taking them too seriously. But Geno Smith actually was playing again. And, uh, yeah, and DK Metcalf was 
eating Bland up. You know what I'm saying? He was doing his thing against them. He had like three touchdowns for like 147 yards. And, you know, Deron Bland has like six pick sixes. You know what I'm saying? I'm making history, but he is susceptible in the passing game still if he don't get an interception. So he did get ate up for a little bit. But with Dak and uh, CD, we were able to steady the ship. Um, Dak is actually a really, really, really high up there MVP prospect right now. Um, the way he's handling games. Um, if he's not whooping somebody, he's finding some way to win games in the end. So he's actually turning the corner. So um, it's going to be a dogfight between the 49ers, Eagles, um, and the Cowboys. He's going to win the NFC. Um, it could be, you know, Lions are showing proven. They could be a thorn in somebody's thigh, but they're still going to have to show me. They lost to some, they, you know, kept it close to some bad teams. We're getting smacked by some bad teams and lost to some bad teams too. So I don't know if they're the same caliber as those top three, but we're going to see. The NFC is going to be a dogfight. Um, as get, we got into the Sunday games, we had the Colts beat the Titans 31 to 28. The Falcons beat the Jets, which I didn't really enjoy, 13 to 8. The Lions beat the Saints 33 to 28 which I enjoy. The Saints are falling right now. Derek Carr is falling off. I don't know. You know, I don't really see any Saints fans in our community anymore. They're third in the division. Um, we beat them already. We got to play them again, but towards the end, of the, I think it's our last game of the season, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we already beat them once. They lost the Falcons uh, once, maybe twice. And if we beat the Falcons this week, I'll get there when I get there. That's called foreshadowing, you know. It's called foreshadowing. Um, but yeah, they did lose. I think it dropped them to five and seven, I believe. Yeah, after having a pretty good record. Uh, the Broncos lost to the Texans 17-22, ending the Broncos' like five-game winning streak. Rest and them are getting back on track. But uh, CJ Stroud continues to show and prove. Um, he's probably going to win rookie, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, he did him and D'Amico Ryans. May, he may win Coach of the Year. So we'll see. Um, Texans won 22 to 17 there, but he's looking really good. Uh, the Chargers beat the Patriots 6 to 0, which is probably the ugliest game I've ever seen. Justin Herbert and the Chargers, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they're trying to get their coaches fired. I don't know if they're trying to make Justin Herbert look bad, but they just look terrible on all facets of the ball. They're supposed to be my a AFC team. You're supposed to be doing Justin good, but y'all just is terrible, bro. You're letting everybody do whatever they want to you. Um, they should not be stopping your offense. I know a lot of receivers on the offense are hurt. I could be missing some linemen, but you have Justin Herbert, you have Austin Eckler, you have Keenan Allen. I mean, you have Quentin Johnson. He was a first round or maybe second round receiver pick, but he did great in college. Get it together, bro. So you have to do something. You have teams out there that are, are trash doing way more than you. You guys are similar to my team right now. The Buccaneers, like you have all the pieces in line, just perform, do something. Well, you have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. You can't, sack nobody can't stop nobody you have Derwin James you have some you have Asante Samuel Jr you have some players you have Kenneth Murray you have P or yes Kenneth Murray you have all these players in the defense that should be able to make plays but they're not doing it and it's just crazy it's just crazy and Brandon Staley's supposed to be a defensive coach and he's the defense is terrible just like Todd Bowles the defense is not performing but yet yeah, they're supposed to be defensive defensive coaches but I'm not talking about our game yet because we actually did something good this week Anyways, Chargers win 6-0 still, um, just two field goals. No offensive touchdowns. And, and it made me lose in my fantasy league, actually, because, you know, even though Santa Fantasy doesn't matter to the players, but they shouldn't be performing to where my quarterback only gets seven points. Like, something's wrong there. Uh, Cardinals beat the Steelers 24-10. to uh, Steelers are, I think Kenny Pickett got hurt. He's in a walking boot towards the end of the game. But still, man, the Steelers are in a downfall. Um, the defense has been able to keep them in games, win them games over um, the, throughout the season. But 
at this point right now, it's just looking kind of bad. Um, <clears throat> yeah, especially with Kenny Pickett hurt. Um, the, the requisite throws that need to be made um, to win them games, they don't have that in their quarterback room. Mason Rudolph and they have Mitch Trubisky, both of them not looking good right now. Um, so they're losing games they should win. Um, the Cardinals should have been a winnable game for them, especially with their record. They have a pretty – I think they're like 6-3 and three or something like or something like that. Maybe like They have a really good record, a winning record anyways. And losing to the Cardinals, you know, I don't know, 24-10 especially. Dolphins get back on track winning 45-15. to Terry kills a monster. Uh, AFC, yeah, they're leading the AFC. I think they're 9-3. and three. Um, So – with that, I mean, as long as they can put up numbers and play defense against the good teams in the AFC, they should be able to keep that number one seed and get that by. Um, the Chiefs are looking too good right now. The Ravens play the 49 or the Rams this week. The Rams have been looking kind of good. Um, but we'll see if the Ravens can take over. I think the Ra- Ravens are 9-3 as well. So if they – well, I think the Miami Dolphins play somebody really easy. So I think they're going to actually win. Uh, but Baltimore actually plays the Rams too. So if they win and the Dolphins lose, they can overtake first place. So motivation on both sides. But I do like um, the Dolphins team. They have good speed, a good offense. Um, the kind of the Kyle Shanahan protege, protege, protege out there running the offense pretty similar and just doing, been able to do what the 49ers are able to do on the NFC and the AFC. Um, the defense is a little better. I wouldn't say a little, a lot better over there um, in San Francisco. But, you know, the Miami Dolphins got some pieces. They got Javon Holland in the back end, Oregon boy. You know, I'm going to mention him first. They got Bradley Chubb, um, Jalen Phillips out of Miami. He's doing – he's pretty good. Um, of course, they got Jalen Ramsey back there now, recovering from that injury on the back end. Uh, got some players out there. So, if their defense gets strong and they're able to shut some of those pre- uh, premier teams down in the AFC – we could see a Dolphins 49ers. That would be cool. A Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniels, little reunion kind of thing. Um, shoot, Eagle, you know, I, I would like to see the, the uh, you know, the Ravens or the Miami Dolphins get a chance in the NFC. I'm not really big on seeing the same team win every time unless it's my team. So uh, I don't, I'm cool probably not seeing the Chiefs uh, being in the Super Bowl or in the, you know, playoffs is cool, but not in the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Just let that cool off for a little bit. Just let it cool off. Chill out, Patrick Mahomes. A little less commercials than Travis Kelsey. The Taylor Swift stuff cool off and let somebody, somebody else win. But uh, moving on, Panthers and Buccaneers. Oh, I can talk about this. This game was terrible, though. Rainy game in Tampa. We were at home. Uh, I think fucking the Panthers, excuse my language, are 1-10. in 10. Um, and we couldn't put the Panthers away. Um, big plays, big game by Mike Evans. Uh, I have to take a second to acknowledge Mike Evans right now. Um, in my opinion, best receiver in the NFL, um, has been for the last couple of years. Everybody downplays Tampa and everything we do, anyways. But we need to have we used to give a round of applause to Mike Evans, probably being the best offensive player in Tampa Bay history ever. Um, and I've watched a lot of Tampa Bay football over the last 17, uh, 18 years. I mean, I'm 32 years old, but when I really started watching them, you know what I'm saying, and following religiously, um, man, it's been some ups and downs, and no offensive weapon has been good as good as Mike Evans. There were some players in that draft where I wanted over Mike Evans, even Johnny Manziel. Like, we needed a quarterback at the time. I was like, maybe Johnny Manziel. Um, but no, nah, we got Mike Evans, and he's been a consistent for us for years and years. Ten ever since he started and got drafted to us, he had ten straight years of a thousand yards. Um, and with the league being seventeen games this or seventeen weeks this year, sixteen games, 
we are able, he's able to stack up even more yards. But he's been doing that before he even, get, you know, he's been uh, hitting a thousand before it was 17 games. So we out here, he's been consistent, a most underrated receiver in the NFL, um, along with a lot of players, a list of Buccaneers who are very underrated, not talked about as much as some of these other players, not put on a pedestal as much as these other players. Um, I think people are starting to realize what Mike Evans is and what he represents. He's not the speedy guy like Tyreek Hill. He's not the super flashy guys like Ty uh, Chase Young, Odell Beckham, Chase Young, uh, Jamar Chase, um, Odell Beckham, Justin Jeff uh, Jefferson. He's the big guy, uh, Larry Fitzgerald type, quiet, goes about his business, catch radius is crazy, makes plays whenever he needs to make plays, has that speed at, at 6'5", still can run a 4'5 on you. So that, uh, that uh, um, elusive speed that you don't really know about doing his thing, and no matter what the quarterback is, Josh Freeman, uh, Jameis Winston, uh, Fitzpatrick, Baker Mayfield, you know what I'm saying? Tom Brady, it don't matter who it is. He's still going to get a thousand yards. He's still going to produce and still put on for the Buccaneers. And that's pretty what pretty much what he did this week. Um, again, it was a super rainy game, pretty much a monsoon. Nothing was popping. Um, over the last couple of weeks, our running game, Rashad White, and our running game was getting a little bit better. So we can lay our heads on that. But I guess four of our inside linebackers were hurt. Um, one of our starting corners were hurt. Um, so our defense was lacking. Uh, they're able to run the ball and score on us. Um, after we got a little lead, I thought we were just going to put it away after crazy plays, 75-yard touchdown from Mike Evans, like big plays from Mike Evans back to back to back to back to back. I thought we were going to be able to put the Panthers away, especially being the worst team in the NFC. Um, them, of course. Uh, <laughs> don't get it twisted. Uh, but, yeah, it just was ugly. Um, the rain just made it all bad. Uh, of course, Baker. Baker Mayfield is still trying to force the ball to Mike Evans. Hopefully now that he broke the record, he'll just spread the ball around because there is some drama going on right now because Chris Godwin is not really being used at all in relation to Mike Evans and even other receivers on the team. It's Trey Palmer, like, you know what I mean? So get Chris Godwin back involved. That'll fucking loosen up Mike Evans some more. We can actually open up the offense and make plays and win games. We should win and stop losing the games and have it be 50-50. Lose two, win one. Lose two, win one. Because if we do lose, the coaches are for sure going to get fired. I know if we win, it kind of, like, increases the odds of the coaches actually getting saved. But in my opinion, I don't care, man. This look good. Like, it doesn't matter. We have a precedent we need to keep. You know what I'm saying? They're going to make the decisions in the front office regardless. I don't really mind Jason Light. He's been really good with that draft, finding some diamonds in the rough. Antoine Winfield, uh, of course, uh, Vita Vea. Uh, he drafted uh, Tristan Wirfs. Um, and he's also made some bad decisions as far as drafting corners and drafting running backs thus far. It's just like he can't really get it right. Um, and he also drafted Chris Godwin, of course. But... um. Yeah, it's just it's it's just, it's just we should win more. We should be way better than five and seven. Um, although since we are five and seven, we are tied with the Saints for second place. We have the tiebreaker over them, and since the I believe the Falcons are six and six. If we when we play them this week, if we beat them, then we can take first place, being six and seven, and actually have beating them. Um, yeah. So it's a lot on the table right now, but I don't really want to get my hopes up because I'm highly able to get disappointed. Not only because I did with Oregon, but Tampa is just, I know I can't just because we won last week. I cannot get our hopes up because we just beat the worst team in the NFC barely two by three points. You know what I'm saying? We won 21 to 18. Got lucky to win that. So 
<clears throat> winning, I guess, takes us further away from drafting a quarterback and keeping our coaches. But at the same time, if we just draft the right or the better pieces that improve our team as far as pass rush goes, um, some outside pass rush, and also maybe some corners that actually can lock down and stop drafting corners in late rounds that aren't really good, take a take a risk on a on a corner that can be locked down and you pair him with Antoine Winfield. You know what I'm saying? Um, Devin White. Highly hurt, making a lot of mistakes. He was highly touted coming out of the draft, running a 4-4, being a linebacker that can run sideline and sideline. It's just like he's not getting stuff together. The reads aren't there. He wants to get paid. He almost held out this year because he wants to be paid like one of the highest linebackers in the NFL just because he won a Super Bowl. Nah, man, uh, your development isn't there yet. Um, we have other players we need to pay. Um, again, I'm all about paying Mike Evans. We have a contract dispute going with him right now. Um, we we need to keep him. He just broke a record. He's he's a Hall of Famer. We need to keep him. Um, yeah. Anyways, let me not just go too far on a tangent there because this power will be like six hours. But um, moving on, we got the Eagles and 49ers. This game was a really good game uh, for the 49ers. Shit, 42 to 19. Um, this was a revenge game last year in the playoffs. We know what happened. Um, shoot, the Eagles hurt like three of the 49ers quarterbacks in the playoffs, um, which kind of risked them or cost them a, a trip to the Super Bowl. Um, this game, they heard all the stuff that, you know, the Eagles were doing, their record was like nine and one, 10 and one or something like that. So with that on their mind, I think there was a lot of extra motivation for the 49ers to come out here and perform and show that they could compete with the top team in the NFC. And they did that 42 to uh, 19, as you can see, defense was humming. Um, and Brock Purdy was serving. Um, another MVP candidate. Um, uh, shoot, CMC Debo. Debo is getting off taking slants, sixty-seven yards to the house. It was crazy. Um, they're gonna be a team to be reckoned with. Like I said, there's gonna be a lot. Of, it's gonna be a dogfight in the playoffs for those top three spots or the top spot. Um, not only for you know for the bye, but just whoever's gonna win the NFC Championship. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Browns and the Rams. Rams are on a, a steady diet of winning right now. 36-19, and 19, they won. Second place in the NFC West. Uh, making noise for a wild card spot and looking to, uh, you know, take somebody out and be spoiler in the playoffs and Stafford, you know, giving the last hoorah. Who knows what's going to happen next year. Um, but Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, uh, Kyron Williams, Tyler Higby. I think he got hurt last game, actually, though. So, um, and the defense is living, uh, playing better than expected. So, you never know with the Rams. So they're out here winning games and they play the Ravens this week. If they beat the Ravens, who knows what can happen? Uh, 20 or 36 to 19 for them. Chiefs lost to the Packers in a surprise Sunday night game, 27 to 19. I don't know what's going on with the Packer or the, the Chiefs. Offense is looking kind of, you know, putrid. I don't know what can, they can do to get better. Uh, young guys that need to develop. I don't know. It's not going to be a flash in the pan like last year. They can put anybody together and just win the game and win the games and make the Super Bowl and just get there and just win off of like pure know-how. Um, the offense need to get together and figure something out because um, if you let Miami wins that win that uh, number one seed and get home field, who knows what's going to happen? I think Kansas City had it the last five years and only you know we're playing. You know the AFC Championship had to go through Arrowhead. So it might not happen this year. It's going to be either maybe the Ravens or the Dolphins where you have to play at. So we're going to see what happens with them. But they did lose 27 to 19. And the Monday night game, really good game, overtime game. I believe it. I think it was overtime. Uh, the Bengals won 34 to 31 over the Jaguars. Uh, although um, we weren't watching Joe Burrow. We had Jake Browning in there running back up for uh, Cincinnati and doing a great job. And unfortunately, we saw 
Uh, Trevor Lawrence did get hurt this game. His own teammate stepped on his leg, on his ankle, bending his leg back. Um, his back got twisted over his leg, and it looked terrible. It looked like a knee injury. We saw him try to get up and walk it off, but he couldn't. He threw his helmet, took a knee, and just they had he had to get helped off the field. So he couldn't finish the game, and the Jaguars ended up losing. They were actually playing for the number one seed. They're eight and three. If they would have won, they would have went nine and three as well, and been tied with uh, the Ravens and the Dolphins for that first place. So. Shout out to him. Hopefully it gets better. Um, but yeah, that was week 13. And I'm sorry, guys. I don't know who I picked to win. I can go over this and think I can guess. I think I picked the Colts to win 31-28. I picked the Jets to beat the Falcons and they lost. Uh, Lions versus Saints. I picked the Lions to beat the Saints. I always picked the Saints to lose. Uh, Texans and Broncos. I did pick the Texans, Texans to beat the Broncos. Patriots over uh, or Chargers beat the Patriots. I did pick that for y'all. Steelers and uh, Cardinals, I probably picked the Steelers to win that. So I got that one wrong. Dolphins and Commanders, I did pick the Dolphins to win. Panthers and Bucks, you know, I picked the Bucks to win that. 49ers and Eagles, I don't remember who I picked in that one. I may have picked the Eagles, I'm not going to lie, so I'm not going to front. You guys keep me honest with that one. Uh, Browns and Rams, I did pick the... Um, I'm going to say I picked the Rams. Uh, Chiefs and Packers, I picked the... Chiefs, of course, I got that one wrong. Jags and Bengals, and I picked the Jags to win because I was thinking the Bengals didn't have uh, Joe Burrow and the Jags were on a roll, so they would win. But due to injuries, uh, you know, and losing my bet, but get well soon, Trevor. But shoot, I needed 29 completes or 29 pass attempts from uh, Trevor Lawrence, and he got hurt in the third, excuse me, the beginning of the third quarter, early third quarter, and he definitely would have got that. But anyways, I digress. Let me get some water real quick. The old Gatorade bottle's back. I haven't had him in a while, but he back. Um, but yeah. This week, week 14. Um, a lot of stuff on the line, like I said. So we got some matchups week 14. Uh fantasy football's in the playoffs right now. If you have that 12 team league and you have six teams making the playoffs, playoffs are starting this week to eliminate. Um, starting with the quarterfinal. Um, so yeah. Hope y'all are ready for that. New England's playing uh, Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh winning that game. New England, actually, they're playing right now. Um, and New England was winning, so I shouldn't make this score because I already know what's going on. They're winning 21-10. And again, Pittsburgh don't got Kenny Pickett. So I got New England winning that game and finishing them off. Atlanta at the Falcons. Atlanta at the Falcons. Atlanta playing Tampa Bay at home in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's favorite by two, but of course I got Tampa in that. Let's do it. Let's win a game. Let's win that division. Let's do it. You're going to get smacked in the playoffs, but whatever. Uh, the Ravens are playing the Rams at home. The Ravens are favored by seven and a half. Um, I got the Ravens in that game. Sorry, Derek. Uh, Detroit is playing the Bears in Chicago. I got Detroit winning that game. They're favored by three and a half. Colts are playing Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Cincinnati favored by one. I don't know, man. Gardner Minshew's been on a roll. Cincinnati, I don't know if the Jake Browning stuff is going to uh, carry over. And that boy's a Washington player. You didn't think I knew that, huh, Jake? I'm going Indianapolis on that ass. Take down. That's an upset game right there. Jacksonville at Cleveland. I don't know who was the backup for Jacksonville. Was it CJ Beathard? Ooh, I don't know about all that. Against the Browns. Joe Flacco looked good last week. I got Cleveland at home against the Jaguars. I think the Browns will be able to do it. And Joe Flacco can put that thing together if he don't if he don't get benched for DTR, which I think will be a mistake. Uh, we have Carolina at New Orleans. Oh, my goodness, New Orleans. You are goddamn lucky. That makes it so much worse if the Buccaneers lose. 
Uh, I got Carolina winning this game. I don't care. I got Carolina winning this game, beating the Saints. Uh, the Saints are favored by five and a half at home. This will be the last straw. I don't know if they'll cut Derek Carr if they lose to the Panthers, but I got the Panthers <laughs> beating the Saints. Uh, Houston Texans at the Jets. Uh, Houston's favored by three and a half. I got the Texans beating the Jets for sure. Uh, Minnesota's at Las Vegas, favored by uh, by three. Minnesota's favored by three in Vegas. I got the Raiders. I got the Raiders winning this game in at home. Uh, Seattle playing San Francisco. Um, San Francisco fair by 10 and a half at home. God damn. I got the 49ers in that one too, though. I ain't gonna go front. And then, uh, that was the last. Oh, no, I got more. I was like, is that the last game? There's more here. Uh, we had the Buffalo Bills at Kansas City. I got Kansas City in a revenge game, even though Buffalo's playing good right now. I got Kansas City in a revenge game. Uh, they're fair by one and a half at home. Kansas City is, but I still got Kansas City. Denver Broncos are playing the Chargers. Chargers are, uh, Fair by three at home. I got charges, of course. Let's go, Justin. Uh, Philly at the Cowboys. Cowboys fair by three and a half at home. Philly, I think they were winning the revenge game. I think they got this one. Ooh, they'll sweep the Cowboys then, huh? Ooh. I got Philadelphia. Sorry, Cowboys fans. I'm not really feeling too strong about this one, but I got the Cowboys. I mean, I got the Eagles. Uh, Titans playing Miami at home. Miami is 13 and a half point favorites. I got Miami at home. My hammy. I hope they got my hammy on. I'm got Tyreek Hill, even though I got to buy a week because I'm the rolling seed. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Green Bay at New York Giants. Uh, Green Bay is favored by six and a half points at New York. I don't know who's starting for New York. I don't think Danny Dimes is back. I think it's still Tommy DeVito. Uh, yeah. Jordan Love's been on the streak right now. He's been balling out, and they have potential to make a wild card for the playoffs. So, I got the Green Bay Packers uh, beating the Giants at home, New York. I'm sorry. Y'all can get a high draft pick. Maybe you get your quarterback of the future. Who knows? I can see Michael Penning playing in New York, by the way. But, yeah, that's it. Let me go back over who I got, just in case y'all want to mirror those um, and try to win you some money. I got Pittsburgh over – well, okay, I'm not going to go Pittsburgh. Uh, I got Tampa at Atlanta winning, beating Atlanta. Um, I got the Rams playing Baltimore. Baltimore's home, but I got the Rams losing. I got Baltimore winning at home. Detroit's at Chicago. I got Detroit winning in Chicago. Indianapolis is at Cincinnati. I got Indianapolis with an upset in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Jacksonville's playing the Browns. I got the Browns beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got new. Uh, I got the Carolina Panthers beating the Saints at home in New Orleans. I got Houston beating the Jets in New York. New York. I got. Las Vegas beating Minnesota at home. I got San Francisco winning at home against Seattle. I got Kansas City winning at home against the Bills. I got Chargers winning at home against the Broncos. I got Philly winning in Dallas. I got Miami winning at home against the Titans. And I got Green Bay winning in New York. So if y'all want to mirror those, y'all, if y'all want to win some money, take some of those. Don't take all of them. Don't be because who takes every game in the NFL in a parlay? So just take a couple of those. You know what I'm saying? Take the information I just gave you to make a wise decision and, you know, decipher through those and make a pick for you. Uh, if you win some money, hit my cash app. Hopefully, AK be putting it up here sometimes when I'll be asking for that, but I don't know. Um, but, yeah, um, if not, also gamble responsibly if you're doing price picks or whatever you thought, you're trying to do any kind of parlays because, you know what I'm saying, that shit can get addicting. And, again, don't use my shit as gospel. Just use it as strategies to weed out teams you don't want to pick and stuff like that. Yeah. So quick NBA touch-in. Uh, NBA tournament's going on right now, in-season tournament. The Nuggets are in it, so I don't give a f- about it, really. But I'm going to 
detail that for y'all because everybody thinks it's a hit this year. Everybody thinks it's the next big thing. Uh, me personally, I don't really necessarily like it. Uh, I mean, if you're in the tournament, it could be beneficial for you. Um, but if you're not in the tournament, you keep playing the same teams like seven times because you're in the tournament with this team and they're on your regular schedule or in your division. It's like you're playing the same team over and over. It's like the fifth time we're about to play the Nuggets are about to play the Rockets. We played the Clippers like four times already. And it's, just, it's still the beginning of the season. It's like, damn, can we play somebody else? And that's what sucks about the in-season tournament. I mean, the teams that are not in the tournament get a lot of rest because they're sitting there watching the games and get to like, you know, if they have travel, they get like two or three days in between games instead of just playing back-to-backs or one day in between games. But at the same time, I, get, I think it is beneficial for people that like to watch basketball. The courts are kind of interesting. The court being crazy lets you know it's an in-season tournament game. You know what I mean? Teams play a little bit harder. Puts focus on teams that usually may not get focused. Like right now, the Pacers just beat, like I said, beat the Bucks in the semifinal. Out there in Vegas, let me see if I have the score here. I do. They won 128 to 119 to move on to play the winner out of the Lakers in the Pelicans game right now. And the Pelicans I were winning last time I watched the game. I can check the score for y'all now, actually, just to give y'all a live update. I'm recording this on Friday. Just let y'all know uh, what may and may not uh, be happening. So give me one second. This app is taking forever. Come on, Bleacher Report. Shout out Bleacher Report. Oh, God damn. The Lakers are winning 60 to 90. Holy hell. Yeah, it looks like the Lakers are going to go on to play the Pacers in the championship, if you ask me. Good gracious. This tournament got the Lakers written all over it. This is going to be something for them to stand on and just kind of brag about being the first winners of the, the in-season tournament. I could be hating, but hey, man, they can have someone, uh, somebody, one of the big teams win it. You know, of course, the Lakers, who better than the Lakers? 30 points, y'all. God damn. It just sounds like I'm hating, though. But um, yeah, so basically semifinals is a one-game knockout. Last week was the knockout rounds. Um, I, yeah, the fourth and the fifth were the knockout round games. The Knicks played the Bucks, and I think the Lakers played the Suns. Uh, Pacers played – who did the Pacers play? Whoever they played, they whooped on them. And then uh, on the other side, the Pelicans played – who the Pelicans play? <laughs> oh, no, these things. But anyways, it don't matter. It's single game elimination now. And then um, I think, I don't know exactly when the championship game for the tournament, I would say probably in a couple of days. And then it'll be over. The The champion gets like $100,000 each for each player, maybe $500,000 to the winner um, of the whole tournament for each player. So, yeah, something to make the players play harder. Um, but after the season's over, we can get back to the regular season. I think every game counts in the tournament for your regular season record, except for the championship game. Um, so I don't know why that makes sense, but, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's been cool. Um, they're probably going to make it crazier next year. It's going to probably be on some kind of crazy streaming service. It's going to pay a hell of money for it. Um, it's interesting for it to be like already started by game five, you know, like, we started the tournament like by game five, really early in the season to keep everybody playing. So it's an interesting strategy. Um, I'm not, I don't, I don't hate it too much, but I'm just gonna hate on it for a little while because you know the Nuggets aren't in it, so that gives me a reason to hate on it. Um, but yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Um, at first I was kind of skeptical about how it was gonna be and what it's gonna be like, um, but now I can I can see the benefits of it. You know what I'm saying? I, next year if we're in it, maybe I'll pay a little closer attention. But now. 
it just seems like a little just hyped up games that are just going on. People don't truly understand it yet, but I guess maybe when the more rules and it, they'll refine it, I'm sure. But right now it looks like it's going to be Lakers versus Pacers, Tyrese Halliburton um, emerging as a superstar, that young team. Um, Bruce Brown went over there. Shout out Bruce. I'm a root for Bruce. He won us, helped us win a, a ring out there in Denver. So I'm a root for him always. Uh, Buddy Hield and Miles Turner were always talking about getting traded the last two years and see them out there balling now. Um, shoot. Matherin, Naismith. Hey, they got some ballers, and we're going to see what's going to actually happen in the final, but it's looking like it's going to be the Lakers to take, to be 100% honest. But I'll be checking in back in and let you guys know who won the championship and um, just be back with more regular season stuff. Uh, Nuggets lost last night. Um, Jamal Murray is on a minutes restriction, still coming back from the ankle injury after he came back from the hamstring injury. Um, Jokic had one of his worst shooting nights of his career last night and still had a triple-double, but it was, you know, we lost to the Clippers. I know the Clippers wanted to beat us. We beat them so many times in a row. Um, but, yeah, that's it for, for basketball, really, for now. More to come pretty soon. Um, but let's talk about this fantasy football. I know a lot of people are in the fantasy football playoffs right now. Um, my league right now, the Fantasy Football Invitational, we are in the playoffs, right in the thick of it this week. Actually, the Thursday night football game is going right now. I know one of the teams has some players on the Pittsburgh Steelers, their kicker at least. So we'll see how that turns out after that game is over. But it is time for the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the playoffs are going to be extra special this year, man, because a lot of money is on the line. Um, I succeeded. Was able to get that one seed. John, a hot, aka Hot Boys, was able to get locked down that two seed and get a bye. Is that real? Last two years, 12th place, holding down the last place trophy, the toilet trophy, coming out of the mud, second place by waiting to see who fights it out. But first, let me talk about these week 13 scores real quick. I solidified first place beating Cam's Catering 140 to 137. Armpit or armpit beat. Ooh, I, I didn't put it in there. It looks like it. Who was it? Armpit beat. Oh, yeah. It was uh, running back living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, 130 to 107. Shenanigans beat uh, K-Swag. Or k beat Shenanigans. Excuse me. My bad, K-Swag. 132 to 122. Pay Dirt lost or beat. You're not the boast of me. 118 to 114. Dijon's dazzling team. Lost to King, 131 to 106. Hot Boys lost to Sean's championship team, 154 to 109. So that last matchup determined who makes the playoffs and got what's, what what seed. The, the standings are really close. Everybody played really hard this season. And I'm sorry I'm not going to talk about the consolation bracket. Don't got time for it. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, But we're going to talk about the playoff bracket and who's coming up this week and who's going to play for the big money again. First place, 900. Second place, 200. Third place gets their money back. Total of $1,200. Uh, 12 teams, $100, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, we're going to see. And a trophy. We're getting that championship belt with your name etched on as a 2023 champion. And in last place, we'll, I guess we will talk about the consolation bracket a little bit throughout the playoffs, but not right now. But we're going to talk about who gets that toilet trophy. And next year at the next draft, my guys, if you're listening to this, we need to talk about 
what happens to the player that gets last place. Instead of this toilet trophy, we need to go a little bit bigger. We need them to do something. Not something super embarrassing like a tattoo or nothing like that. We need to figure out something that happens to this last place person so that halfway through the season, if they're going to get in the last place, they're not just like giving up. I'm like, whatever, last place is last place. I got the little toilet trophy. Nah, we're trying to motivate y'all not to get last place. We don't want y'all to get last place. We want y'all to not want to get last place um, because something will happen that you don't like. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you, uh, we are able to pick your player um, for the first round or th- one, one, third round or something crazy like that. Maybe not first round because first round is all crucial. But we'll figure something out next year at the draft just so we have it together. But, yeah, we don't like that 12-play shit. We don't like people being okay with that 12-play shit. All right, but first, uh, let's talk about this playoff bracket. First place, you got me. I got to buy. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to see who who comes out of this playoff. Uh, second place, we got John, Hot Boys. He's just waiting, too. He gets the second. Um, I think he gets the highest seed that comes out. So first round matchup, we got Cam's Catering versus Shenanigans. Y'all played a lot. Y'all played a lot of games. Uh, y'all haven't played necessarily each other a lot, but y'all played a lot of football, putting up high scores. Got a good a lot of the superstar players that need to be in the playoffs, the point getters that are in the playoffs. So we're going to see what happens. You're going to see what happens. It's going to be it's a five seed versus a uh, four seed matchup. So this is even as it can get. Five versus four seed. And then we got the six seed armpit, who was one of the players that was up top most of the season, but due to some technical difficulties in how fantasy football works, he dropped down towards the end of the season. He held down first for a, a couple of weeks, man, like maybe three or four weeks. Then he dropped all the way down to number six, last playoff standing able. And he sweated it out for this week to get into the playoffs and represent and play against Case Swag, who sweated it out, was number 11 at one point in the season and crawled all the way back to make the playoffs, to make the uh, to get the the three seed, the three seed. It was it was a it was a hell of a climb to get all the way back up there. But yeah, it's going to be a battle. Whoever wins those seeds. Let me see how it plays out. If Cam's Catering beats Shenanigans, I play Cam's Catering unless Armpit beats K-Swag. If Armpit beats K-Swag and Cam's Catering beats Shenanigans, I get Armpit and Hot Boys gets Shenanigans. So basically, whoever wins, I get the lowest seed out of the winners because I was first place and that's what it warrants me. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to hate on it, but then whoever wins, the higher seed out of the two that wins, that's who Hot Boys gets and that's who John gets in the semifinal. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be like the guy that says, oh, I just want to win this and just get my money back with shit. And I'll be so happy if I get third at least, you know, win the first semi-match, semi-final match, get that third place. But yeah, but I want first place. I ain't, I ain't settling for nothing. My team has been doing great all year. I just hope it gets to the playoffs. And um, when it gets to the final, it's not like some patty cake game that everybody sits down or people get hurt or don't play for. Um, It's going to be cool. I'm really excited to see. I'm really excited to show you guys the best of bias family because I've been talking about it like literally all year in every episode, documenting step by step what's going on with the college, uh, not college football playoff, but the fantasy football league best of bias invitation of 2023. If y'all want to get in it again, hit me up, man. You've listened to this and you're actually paying attention to the pod in the pod, listening, being those faithful listeners. If you want to be in it, hit me, DM me somewhere on the pod. Uh, YouTube, uh, you know where to hit me at on the Twitter sphere, the 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 Snapchat to the world. Just hit me up. If you're, if you're close to me, you got my number too. So if you want to be in the league, just hit me up and we can do that shit. Um, it's getting bigger and better. We're not doing more than 12 teams, but 
as we increase the price, sometimes we get a little people that drop off and aren't really interested. But as we increase the price, a lot of our core players get more interested because the opportunity to win money. And it's not always the same players up there winning. I mean, I am always up there, but it's not always the same person winning in the league. It's not always the same playoff players in the league. And everybody gets so close and everybody has certain seasons. Like I said, I've had the same people in the league for a while now, at least the same core people. And they know how they know what's up. That's why they always keep coming back. You know what I'm saying? Everybody might not win every year, but it's the, the opportunity to win and the funness of it throughout the season and the competitiveness of it throughout the, throughout the season is great. And I mean, like I said, we'll, we'll talk. You know, you know what I'm saying? The boys is pretty solid right now, but I'll talk to them. You know, if anybody drops out, hit me up. If y'all want to be in it, we'll see what's going on. So let's move into some pop culture. Um, we're almost out of here, people. I promise y'all just a couple of things for the pop culture. Just a little, ch- you know, a little ch- chat. Um, not hella pop culture on the docket but we are going to talk about gta 6 because that trailer did drop um let's talk about that really quickly here uh, we saw some crazy stuff man gave vice city vibes um hopefully aka can find some clips that won't get us taken down out there um but it, it was really cool it gave us some glimpses of some real stuff that happened in florida which was kind of trippy to see the uh, juxtaposition of the real events and the stuff they put in the game um the graphics are incredible um the people and the the figures of the people and the realness of the people looks cre- incredible coming from grand theft auto 3 all the way to well grand theft auto 5 right now has been out for like 10 plus years but to have uh to have this new one coming out and the graphics be so advanced and just being able to play it and thinking about the rp potential makes me want to one get a pc first of all and also it's just like man like getting the homies on a multiplayer um gta um and do shit that's hella realistic and may, just think about the vr capabilities in the, the in the next one that's going to come out if this one is looking this good just imagine the capabilities of doing stuff um with the next one. And I really haven't gotten into RP, but I know Johnny Mac 650, Young John's been on here talking about it, trying to get me into it. So I am thinking about, because the game, at the end of this amazing trailer, they hit us with, uh, oh yeah, it's coming out in 2025. So it's not coming out next year or anytime this next year since we're in December. It's coming out the year after that. And it's probably going to come out in December of 2025 as well. You know what I'm saying? I think the the main character is Lucia, a Hispanic woman, and uh, they're calling it not Vice City, but like L something like uh I forgot I'll get the direct name for you, um but it's supposed to be like a a spinoff of like Miami, um but we'll see what's going on. It looks really cool. I'm sure everything you'll be able to do in the game's gonna be epic and graphic as fuck and RP is gonna be crazy as hell. Um man, I can't wait to see it. Um that. Speaking of 2025, that just adds to a list of a whole bunch of stuff that's supposed to be coming out 2025 that I just happen to have a list for. Um, starting with Batman 2, the Batman 2 with Chris Pat uh, Chris Pattinson. Uh, what's his name? That's the name, right? And then we have Avatar number three. I don't know how you guys felt about Avatar 2, The Way of Water, but I liked it. Um, and James Cameron is just going to keep taking it deeper and deeper um, into the Navi land. I think they're probably going to do uh, like all different elements. They have the water tribe and the forest tribes. So they're going to do like a fire tribe. They're going to do like, probably like a, they already did the earth tribe. So like an air tribe. Or, no, actually the Navi are the air tribe, right? So they still have to do like a forest tribe. I think we'll do. I don't know. We'll see what's going on because I think there's like four or five of the avatars that are actually going to come out in total. So we'll see that. We'll see Superman Legacy, which is going to be James Gunn and his first attempt at, well, I don't know if it'd be his first movie, but it'd be one of his main movies of his DCU run and revamp of the DC. Um, 
comic book and movie cinematic universe. Um, Superman is, of course, one of the biggest heroes over there at DC. So seeing his adaptation of Superman and what who he picks for that, and who you know actually is Superman, is going to be epic to see. Um, and then also we have Shrek Five, which is a rumor, but I've seen a lot of postings that Shrek Five Shrek Five is in the works. So that's something I'm actually able. I'm really excited to see or. You know, even if it's in the works and maybe not necessarily coming out twenty twenty five, I'm ready to see that. Mike, Mike, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz. Even though all these people are maybe getting older and probably not what they were in the past, his voice acting is just so epic, man. I'm thinking about doing voice acting myself, and I'll talk to you guys about those uh, superheroes and that shit I'm gonna talk about soon. Uh, surprise and that new shit I already talked about in the last episode, but voice acting skills and all the homies are gonna be it's gonna be incredible. I ain't gonna give too much away, but. We got stuff in the works. It's going to be incredible. I just hope you guys are ready for it. But anyways, um, yeah, Shrek 5, the Minecraft movie for the kids. You know what I'm saying? That's probably highly anticipated. Fantastic Four for the Marvel people. Yeah, that's really highly anticipated. We already heard Pe uh, Pedro Pascal is going to be um, Reed Richards, um, young Kirby. I forgot her name. Um, Sue Storm and a couple other people have been ca uh, rumored cast or even confirmed cast for Fantastic Four. So we're supposed to get that in. Uh, um, we're supposed to get that in 2025. Spider-Man Beyond the Universe, the sequel to well, the part two to Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, the sequel to Across the Spider Verse, the second part of that. Um, we're supposed to see that in 2025. Um, then we have, of course, I'm ready for that. What else do we have? Oh yeah, in 2024, oh, we have Blade as well that's supposed to be coming out thunderbolts a couple of other things for the mcu um thunderbolts i'm really excited for even though we have a lot of the same characters involved um, a lot of super soldiers or spies but i think they have a really good chance of redoing the taskmaster in this one we could see harrison ford as the red hulk um i just want to see it i want to see how it goes and i think it could be i'm thinking it could be a better version of suicide squad um and of course blade you know how i feel about blade and the mission impossible part two of that mission impossible five is supposed to come out um so it's a lot of stuff uh what else we have here mission impossible yeah mission Impossible five and then fast x part two i don't know there's supposed to be a part two of that i guess i have to watch fast x part one again so i can see how it was to be continued i don't really remember how that was um maybe i gotta check that out um but yeah a lot of stuff coming in 2025 gta Six coming out in 2025. Get your homies together because I think it's going to be another interactive, a, new, a breakthrough, you know, like RP shit, man. I was watching that on on uh, streaming, watch people play, and that shit looks really good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see the next phase because, yeah, I remember when multiplayer first came out for Grand Theft Auto and how that was so groundbreaking, but now with the explosion of RP, and them knowing Rockstar, knowing what the RP world is, how they can just take all their shit and just download and upload shit into it, and how they're cracking down on using name brand stuff in the GTA Five, and how it's going to be implemented in GTA Six. Maybe they can just put that all into one, and have have you be able to do RP from your um, actual PS Five. I already heard they're going to have it be subscription based or some crazy shit like that, and be one hundred and fifty dollars. So maybe they are inputting that into the game itself so you don't have to get a pc to actually be able to play rp we'll see i mean i mean i'm excited because i actually want to get back into it i had it for a little while um when it was free on ps5 when i first got my ps5 but after i saw i wasn't able to do the rp stuff through my or through my playstation 5 i was like nah i ain't playing this shit no more um but 
yeah, now it's the time. I'm gonna move over before we get into some cinema corner, some trailers. Um, I'm gonna talk about one of my experiences that I plan to have every year, and I'm hoping more people are interested in going and actually link up with me and get to going as well. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about dual cameras too. Dual cameras. Hey, we back with the dual cameras. Not as much light because I don't have my ring light here, but hey, we went to Comic Con 2023, LA Comic Con. Um, right next to the Staples Center at the LA, LA Convention Center. And you guys were good to me, yo. It was a great time, and I wish everybody would have been there. You know, so we would have the best of bias family out there representing. Um, we did so much, we saw so much creativity, so many amazing people, so much amazing information was passed through. Uh, the cosplay was amazing. Um, the robots, the interactive, the panels, everything, the shopping, the comic book vibes, the statues, everything there was so much, uh, so much bigger and better. I mean, last year, I think the cosplaying was a lot more, a lot more people dressed up, but this year it's just like, I understood more. That's my second year in a row. Shout out Damo. Shout out, uh, shout out, um, Honey for going too. Um, shout out Lil Kalia for keeping us company as well. We were out there doing some damage, going to all the shops, checking out everything, asking people questions. You know what I'm saying? Trading in comics, getting comic books signed by comic book artists. I want to show you guys all everything that I got. Um, it, it was a great haul, great time with great people, great food. It's just the atmosphere is just so amazing. You see the hoodie I got. I'm I'm trying to pick up a hoodie every season I go, every year I go. Um, I could, <laughs> it could sound like I'm putting on for real, but it was it was an incredible time. Um, I wish you guys were there. I mean, last year we had it cataloged. This year I was waiting to kind of put out content for y'all. Hope it's not too late. Um. I wanted to put post stuff sloppily throughout the week, but I made, I wanted to make sure that I had it in a video like this so I could show you exact you guys exactly what was going on. And I hope when we get a clip of this too, we could make it a longer clip because this segment is is going to be pretty dope. Um, AKA make this a clip where I'm showing you everything that I got because I'm going to start. It's a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I'm going to start with the comic book artists that I went in. Um, your boy got the VIP this year, so I was able to get in early and go do some damage and grab a bunch of stuff and get in line early for the stuff I was supposed to get in line for. If you're not familiar with Comic-Con, I know you're probably thinking, oh, it's a bunch of nerds dressing up, blah, 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 doing a whole bunch of different stuff. And the preconceived notion of how Comic-Con is, everybody thinks is like, if you go there, you're going to just go a bunch of, uh, go be on a bunch of sweaty virgin people who like cartoons and I don't know. I think it's just it's just kind of crazy now. Uh, crazy how people think of, you know, Comic-Con like that. It's not. It's a pop culture experience. You know, everything that we talk about in this pod is represented there at the Comic-Con. People think it's all about superheroes or anime. No, there's video gaming there. Everybody plays video games. There is, of course, anime there. It just seems, though, everybody watches anime now. Comic books were how Comic-Con actually started Comic-Con, where comic books were traded, comic books were purchased, comic comic books were sent in to get graded so you can sell them. Got into that Pokemon cards, like uh, just weaponry, like, you know, swords and stuff, uh, go-karts, technology, like voice actors, anything you can imagine, it was there. And I was really appreciative the second time around to be able to go and tackle and appreciate it more. First year, I was just there. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get Funko Pops. I'm going to stand in line for the exclusive Funko Pops. We were standing in line for five and six hours standing there for stuff that is very new to Comic-Con and at the same time is very 
me personally now that I've experienced it and I collect pops, it's it's very hype beastie. So it's like once you're in it, you're in it and you know what you're doing, collecting the right stuff for the right the right reasons. Um after a while, it, it just becomes like, oh, people just wanna say they collect collect pops. And there's pops for everything. And don't get me wrong, collecting pops is is great. I encourage everybody to do it. But sometimes the company can get you to go overboard. You know, there's pops for everything. Every nostalgic moment you can think of, there's a pop for it. And if there's not one yet, there's going to be one next week. Any cartoon, any TV show, any sitcom, any sports player, any wrestler, any uh, historical figure, any president, snacks, movies, like anything. If anything you can think of, they have a Funko Pop for it. So it's for everybody. It's And Funko doesn't only sell Pops. They sell pins. They sell lounge fly bags. They sell the clothing. They sell like all kinds of stuff. There's a little something for everybody. So I, li I really like how they diversify their business and stuff like that as well. But once they implemented that into Comic-Con, man, LA Comic-Con doesn't really get as much love for the Funko Pops as the, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con, uh, the Comic-Cons in Brazil, a lot of those WonderCons and stuff like that. They all get, I feel like Funko Pop kind of works with them a lot more than they do support uh, LA Comic-Con, which is kind of crazy. But at the same time, I respect that because, again, this year I was able to go out and meet these artists comic book artists rather than just going to funko pop people and getting the voice actors to sign it for a whole bunch of money i did visit some of those people as well but it actually gave me a chance to talk to vendors um talk to comic book artists that charge a lot less for their signature and for their time um and these artists are actually creating stuff that that these movies and shows are based on. So for me to actually get to meet Scotty Young, to get to meet Ryan Otley, to get to meet uh, Cody Ziegler, to get to meet the voice actor. I got to meet John Hedder. That's uh, obviously Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, Efren Ramirez, which is Pedro, a voice actor of Lobo. Uh, David Zabalov, who did, uh, we had, uh, what did he do? Gorilla Grodd. Um, we have Sam De La Rosa, one of the first artists of Marvel, who drew a bunch of characters. But one of my favorite characters that he drew was Venom. So he signed my first edition uh, Lethal Protector uh, foil cover. Then he signed my Venom Funko Pop. And those are two things that I'll cherish forever because, one, he created my favorite character. First one to draw my favorite character. And also, you know, if I was to sell it, in the future due to these historic figures being created not only that it's just that they'll be, they'll be created and put into movies very soon and as that happens the values is going to increase but without further ado i could talk about it all day but let me just show you what i actually was able to pick up i'm gonna start with the comics and i and, and i put these in order of the artists so Starting with my Scotty Young, um, he's a great artist. I like Scotty Young in particular because of his style of art. It gives me really a Calvin and Hobbes kind of like vibes, but he does that kind of art variant on the superhero cover. He's mostly a Marvel guy. Um, I ordered a um, his first DC book, which is a Batman book. Um, that should be coming soon, I hope. Um, we're going to, fingers crossed that that comes in the mail. It's going to be graded. Him and Jason Aaron both are going to be signed and hopefully gets a high grade. But anyways, back to Scotty Young. We got a couple of books signed by him. Um, this one I got signed recently uh, over at the Comic-Con. This is uh, All Out Avengers with Blade on the cover. 
pretty sick, pretty simple signature there. But he's a really cool dude, um, really down to earth. Uh, had a bunch of fans, man. Some really dedicated Scotty Young fans. This here is a Black Panther uh, number two, it says. Yeah, Black Panther number two signed by Scotty Young there. Uh, I think I showed you guys that before, but this is All Out Avengers number one I got from Scotty Young. Really good art. Look at that art there. That on that yellow, it really pops a lot. Uh, but again, Scotty, he had a bu Scotty Young had a bunch of fans. Like somebody came there with 20 books, took them all out the plastic, got each book signed, and he wopped through those it was crazy cool dude was happy to sign really punctual with time not really lagging like a lot of these celebrities do try to get you know and he was one of the more popular guys i was there um in line with him at nine o'clock um he started signing at i think nine thirty. so i was standing in line for 30 minutes before i was actually even able to sign and the line was kind of all the way lining up through the convention center um like i said i got three books signed by him um one i got graded hopefully i can read my handwriting and get it to me um but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens because yeah that was it was a weird kind of situation with the lady that was doing the grading but i'm gonna get a graded scotty young slabbed up so that'll be like one of the dopest things that i've had uh next we had cody ziggler uh artist who creates the newest miles morales and spider punk comics i got the Blade here, this is uh, Miles Morales and Blade. If you can see it, the Cody Ziggler is signed right there. Um, also, I got a little remark. I didn't know he did that. He did a little remark on the Spider-Punk. If you see Spider-Punk right there next to his wanted posters, like some markings up there, like exclamation points, which is dope. That's dope as hell. You know what I'm saying? We saw him all in uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Um, yeah, I'm excited to read these if I even open them. Uh, but yeah, Cody Ziggler, ladies and gentlemen, go check out his COD comics. Um, you know I had to get him Miles Morales and Blade, and you know I had to go see what the Spider Punk was about, especially after Hobie was in Across the Spider Verse. You know what I'm saying? I gotta check out some of those stories. This is another one. Uh, Miles Morales number two. This one's I give you that issue number. It's a Spider Punk number four. Go check that out, and then another Miles Morales number eleven. But yeah. And then that Sam De La Rosa I was talking about, look at that. Look at that cover. Lethal Protector number one, the foil cover. He signed with that that silver pen that looks so smooth. I should have got this one graded right over the top, but this corner right here is folded a little bit, so it wouldn't have got a high grade. But shit, that shit is nice. I didn't get the COA for him, but I'm going to hold on to this one anyway. I got numbers one through six through this first round of Lethal Protector. It's clean. Look at that shit. That foil is nice. That signature on top. Then, I know you guys watch Invincible. I've been talking about Invincible a lot. I told y'all I was going to meet Ryan Notley. I shook his hand, talked to him a little bit about... Uh, I didn't really talk to him about Invincible, but he was talking and doing remarks for people in front of me, and he was able to talk a lot. He loved doing Invincible. It's doing great. Um, talked about Alan the Alien and uh, Seth Rogen and the actors, the voice actors that are involved in the show are just great man um and of course i had to get some ryan otley signatures um, i got one from new york comic-con so that was just a regular invincible one cover um with ryan otley signed it you know what i'm saying the look at the blood coming off there that's that otley signature blood right there and then at this one i actually did go buy a san diego comic-con um adam eve uh cover um, he was surprised when I brought this to get signed. He was like, we have these here. He's like, nah, these are San Diego Comic-Con. I got this from whatnot. Um, 
Yes, Ryan Ali, another I got him to sign that for me. San Diego Comic Con exclusive, and then I really wanted bad. If you guys watch Invincible, Battle Beast is a badass, so I had to get her uh, cover. Battle Beast, her just biting into somebody's brains. That shit's clean. Battle Beast is Invincible number nineteen. Got that signed by Ryan Otley as well. Pretty regular signature. None of these got COAs, but I do now have three Ryan Otley signed books, um, two San Diego Comic-Con exclusives, and a New York Comic-Con. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I don't know if I'm going to read these books, but I got a lot. And I, hey, it was a super come up. I was really happy to be able to get all these books signed and all this stuff from these artists. And I'm going to keep supporting and collecting from these artists because man man i love it i love the community man it's like i'm a collector so i'm also in that community shoes funko pops you know what i'm saying comic books you know what i'm saying? I'm just i just keep kind of addicted you know what i'm saying thank you comic-con for having me but i'm not done yet i'm not done yet you know i had to go get some pops you know i, I stopped i started doing comics and comics was cool and all um but we're gonna go pops Lobo. You guys know Lobo um, from the DC. He's like one of the anti-heroes in there, one of Superman's main villains. Um, you know what I'm saying? This is not the main voice actor, actor that did like the DC show, the Justice League or anything like that, but he did do Young Justice. Uh, Young Justice, if you guys watched that, is an up-and-coming show. Season one was great. Season two was good. Season three is good as well. Um, and I think it's going to keep getting better and better. And Lobo being a character, I think that James Gunn's going to use in this DCU, uh, DC revamp. I think they're going to use Jason Momoa for it too. I think this is his last uh, Aquaman. Who's going to be his last Aquaman? So if he does become Lobo, you'll see a lot more of Lobo. You'll see a lot more of him in uh, Young Justice. And I got a quote on the side, the main man. Yeah, that's what he says. Main man, that's what he calls himself, the main man, uh, Lobo. But David Zabalov, Sabalov, excuse me, he does voice a whole bunch of characters. Gorilla, uh, Gorilla Grodd, I think it's Kaito from uh, One Piece. I haven't got there that yet in One Piece, so um, I didn't get that far so i didn't know exactly what the name is but he did he he did he does great uh voice work his voice is really deep of course just think of gorilla grod and you'll realize what his voice sounds like but yeah let me check let me fix this real quick i don't like it that's looking um but yeah and then of course i told you guys not only did i get sam de la rosa to sign the comic book but i got him to sign the pop as well he signs it really big too right there on the cover of that uh, Venom Pop. All these were certified by a new company that I wasn't really familiar with. I usually do a PSA or JSA. This one was SWAU Authentications. They had the little Q QR codes on the side. So you just, I guess, scan that and it proves their authentication now. But the big boys, let me bring those big boys out. Of course, John Heater, Header, whatever you want to call it, and Napoleon Dynamite. He wrote my name on there, Patrick. He wrote Sweet, and he wrote his name, John Hedder, right there. That was epic. Uh, one of my favorite movies. I even told him that I went and saw the movie like five times in the theaters with my friends. And, that, and that's no lie. Um, this movie came out, I saw it one time in theaters, and I thought it was so hilarious that I had to go see it again. And then I had to go see it again with my friends. Then you had to sneak in and see it. Then you had to sneak in and see it again. So totally, uh, yeah, I saw it about five times total. Um, and then you can't have Napoleon 
without having Pedro. Thank you to Efren Ramirez. He's a really cool dude as well. He saw the pop and was really surprised that <laughs> that I had it. He wrote vote for Pedro on there and he wrote his name. Um, he was selling custom pops of himself out there because he didn't think a lot of people would have his pop because these pops are all the way back from, you see that 15 on there? These pops are from 2015. So they're seven-year-old pops. And for us and for me to be lucky enough to get my hands on them and yet alone get them signed by John Hader and Pedro and Efren uh, Ramirez is a blessing. Um, and I'm so happy, man. I, I last couple cons I've went to, I've gone and got some incredible signatures. Um, also, oh yeah, I forgot about the statues I got. If you look back here where I'm pointing, I got these two statues. They had a whole bunch of Dragon Ball Z statues. I wanted to get a whole, you know how I feel about Trunks too. So I'm a big Trunks fan from Dragon Ball Z. So I wanted to get this really big figure of Trunks, but it was too big to fit in my suitcase. I just had carry-ons. I didn't want to check any bags. So I got two figures, one of a Trunks. So you see him taking his jacket off, going Super Saiyan on him. It's kind of a bigger statue right there. And this one right here is this Gotenks because, you know, Miss Trunks and Goteng fused. And it's another Super Saiyan character that I'm, I'm, I'm really fond of. You know what I'm saying? So I got him right here, Trunks here, Goten. I got Naruto right there, about to go Nine Tails on him. Then I got Rock Lee standing right there next to... um. What's my guy's name? Oh my gosh! Why am I drawing a blank? Uh, it's not in. It's not in those case. Tanjiro. It's my boy Tanjiro, right there. Um, I got all the Demon Slayer stuff up there. Zenitsu's right there. You see, uh, uh, Edward Elric. You see Alphonse. Then I got Vegito. You know what I'm saying? You know, nothing, nothing, nothing big. You know what I'm saying? I got Luffy. You see my. You see, Genos, you see, you see my collection go crazy. If you look over here on this side, we got to well, get this finger right. Uh, we got the, all the workaholics down there and up there. I don't know if I showed y'all that. And then, yeah, man, it, it's getting crazy, bro. If y'all saw this side of the wall, but it's getting crazy. Thanks again, Comic-Con 2024 will be there as well. Um, new sweater, new time. I'm going to go all three days next year. I'm going to be there on Friday. We'll be there Friday, Saturday, and we're going to stay all day Sunday. You know what I'm saying? This year we had to make it quick because I didn't have much PTO time. But we're going to find a way to get in San Diego Comic Con. We're going to find a way to get out to uh, Galaxy Con. We're coming to you. Um, that's in San Jose, I believe. Um, we have a whole bunch of stuff to get to to get some signatures, man. And we're not stopping. We got a whole bunch of pops. And we're going to make this a business, man. We'll get everything signed here. That's the goal. That's the goal. That's the goal, if you ask me. But let's go to Cinema Coleman right here, quick, right here, right here, right here, before we get you guys up out of here. And again, if you guys want to roll with us, I mean, be a part of the team and just roll with us, be on the scene, record some stuff, interview some people. Let's get it done, man. Cause we're gonna keep on going. This ain't gonna be the last time. And I know y'all, I know y'all worried about being made fun of or being hit with the stigma of going to Comic-Con, but it, man, I know y'all be watching this shit in, in private. You ain't gotta be scared. This is, it, this is a welcoming thing. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you'll, you'll come around though. You'll, you'll come around. Um, a couple of trailers that I saw recently, um, House of Dragons season two, the Boys, Season 4, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, where should we start? Let's start with House of Dragons. Um, I'm excited for Season 2 because Season 1 was left in a crazy place. Uh, man, I don't remember all the names, but we saw, you know, the king dying, Viserys or whatever his name was, and then we had the daughter um, end up marrying the brother Targaryen, or the brother Damon Targaryen having a baby, blah, blah, blah. Um, their son gets eaten by uh, the Hightower's son in that fight. 
um, towards the end, the dragon eats the other dragon, killing the sun. So the two families are at war now. So we want to see what happens and how it gets further into that. I'm really excited to see that because it's been a lull. It's been it's been a while. And I think that's coming out um, this summer, this summer, 2024 summer. So that'll be out. Um, I remember we had that in Lord of the Rings simultaneously out. Uh, hopefully that season's going to come out to season two of that. So we can see how that kind of, I think I did see a preview for that coming out, I think towards December or maybe it is this month. Maybe it is a little bit later next year, but Lord of the Rings, that first one kind of season kind of came and went, but the house of dragons, the drama, uh, the residue from uh, game of Thrones is there and it was all the rage. And I'm excited to see a season two of that and see what happens, see what happens with the dragons um, because the dragons is something we were really missing from uh, game of Thrones. So, uh, for us to see like hella dragons and dragon fights and how the families connect and how all the history was made before Game of Thrones um, I'm sure it's going to br uh, birth a lot of spinoffs and you know the universe is still alive and that's good to see so go check out that preview um, it showed a bunch of stuff I wish I remember names more, um, but go check out that that trailer if you didn't see it. The Boys season four, that trailer is amazing too. Coming off that uh, Gen V season, um, and just seeing what we're gonna lead, knowing that direct leads directly into season four, and season four is gonna bounce back into Gen V. But just seeing the preview for The Boys season four is just kind of interesting. We see a lot of the same characters back. Highlander is back, but he's gonna be a menace this year. We see a lot of similarities to the world this, you know, the world now. We see Starlight as this one side of the uh, of the world where they believe one thing is like looks like one kind of political force and then you have the homelander side who don't give a fuck about the rules and you saw what homelander did to an opposing uh, uh protester just killed him on the spot and some people that are out there protesting didn't care about it at all so we're gonna see the fallout of that um because we know that vault can't control highlander anymore so he's gonna be a threat um we know they have that virus now from uh gen v that can kill superheroes so is that the mayor lady gonna use that on highlander uh, Homelander, Highlander. So we're going to see what happens there. Uh, but we do see the faction of Starlight against Homelander. Um, we see Huey um, and Mother's Milk and, and, and Billy the Butcher are still around. But they haven't died from taking that Gen V, the temporary V. Um, I think they know how to hone it in now. They synthesized it. And Butcher is going to be a, a thorn in uh, Homelander's thigh. They got rid of Soldier Boy. So now um, their enemies again, and we're going to see the final chapter of how they're going to get rid of Homelander, and hopefully they kind of have his comeuppance now. We still see um, the Deep, and we still see A-Train involved, so we'll see how they grow, and, and we saw Queen Maeve as well, so we'll see how their characters kind of go now, um, kind of being apart from the Seven and being apart from Homelander, um, and Maeve actually not really dying, and people thinking she's dead and shit like that, but we're going to see. It looks good. Um, again, people are still fiending for that type of gory superhero, different spin on superhero takes and stuff. And after Gen V just going off, we're still feeding for more. So I'm excited to see that. And then lastly, the uh, Godzilla versus Kong one. I don't know how I feel about this one. This is kind of crazy. I thought the first one didn't really get a good review. So I didn't feel like they're going to make a second one, but the second one looks even crazier. Godzilla and girl, King, uh, girl Godzilla and King Kong are working together. Godzilla has an infinity gauntlet. There's a baby King Kong. He's a little kong but he's giant still and scar the main bad guy is a orangutan with the scar on his face that looks hella crazy and ugly i don't know i don't know how it's gonna be good um because i thought the first one should have just been left alone millie bobby brown's not in this one um, the only person that's really a layover from the last one i think was millie or the guy from uh paper 
from fucking what's Atlanta. I don't know his name. My bad, brother. He's from Internals too. He's in a whole bunch of shit. Uh, class 2009, great actor. I just don't remember his name off top. Uh, but it's gonna be crazy, man. It's already called in a bunch of division. People thinking Godzilla's a girl now because somehow, for some reason, he has a whole bunch of pink throughout his body. Like when his radiation comes up when he's about to blast a fire, um, it's it's pink. Given given, you know, it's giving girl. But who knows? Godzilla's supposed to be a guy. I guess it never really mattered until now. You always got to politicize shit, but. Yeah, we're going to see. Um, it's cool to see Godzilla and King Kong actually working together because it almost killed me seeing them fighting so much in the last one. And uh, Godzilla almost getting, uh, King Kong almost getting marked by, God, marked by Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I heard uh, Godzilla Minus Zero is doing well in theaters right now. I'm kind of debating if I want to go see it in theaters and come back and review that for y'all. Just let it come out on uh, streaming and let me watch it in other purposes and I can come back and review it a little bit later. But... There's a lot of stuff in theaters are out right now. I still want to kind of see. I'm going to still watch Equalizer. I haven't seen that yet. I still want to watch Expendables and give my takes on those kind of action movies, see if they're corny or not, uh, opposed to some other takes. But I'm going to get back to watching movies for y'all. I'm going to get back to the movie theaters and stuff right now. But you know what I'm saying? I I, I have a lot of stuff to do coming up. Um, just got back from Comic-Con. I'm going to Cabo soon. Christmas is coming up. So a lot of money has to be spent outside this $20 movie movie theater. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of money to spend on stuff you can just wait a couple weeks to see easily. But I do have y'all in mind whenever I'm reviewing or watching some stuff to review. Um, but there are some shows that I'm watching right now. Um, Kanan, uh, Raising Kanan just came back on Stars. If you guys are into the Powerverse or anything like that, that just came back. Um, the Challenge, I'm watching The Challenge right now. Uh, the, you know, it's the regular challenge. We're in the middle of that. Um, Squid Games, the challenge is still on right now on Netflix. You guys haven't checked that out. Uh, go check that out as well. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for Cinema Corner right now. I don't really have much. Uh, no really super, super important shows. Actually, Monarch is out right now as well, too, since we're talking about Godzilla. Go watch that on Apple Plus TV. Um, I think it's Apple TV, Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. I don't know what it's called. But yeah, Monarch is pretty much a show based on Godzilla. So there's like hella Godzilla content either out or coming out. So, hey, you'll find your fix in one of those. Uh, Monarch is pretty good, so go check that out. I think it's episode five coming out tomorrow. Actually, I'll probably go watch that after I'm done reporting this as I as we speak. But yeah, um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us. I guess that's all I got for today. Um, thank you guys for joining. If you're looking for the podcast for anything related to young Lydell De Niro, um, you can find me firstly on Instagram. It's SAC underscore Lydell on the uh, Instagram. Patrick underscore Lydell on the Snapchat. Uh, I think it is Patrick like uh, Patrick Lydell on the Instagram or X they call it now. Um, TikTok is Best of Bias Podcast. If you're looking for the podcast on t uh, YouTube, of course, just type in the Best of Bias Podcast or Best of Bias Podcast, aka almost has 200 videos. Should be 200 by now, if not 199 videos that he's edited beautifully, either clips, tournament uh, videos, episode videos, every piece of content that we record on here goes straight to YouTube. Well, give or take a couple of days and he gets it up there edited beautiful um clips b-roll all that kind of shit anything you want to see it's in there and especially our tournaments we did some uh heavy work on those tournaments so go check those out those are timeless we did um the first couple tournaments were anime um kumite where we had um anime characters battle it out for supremacy to see what anime has the best main characters and then we did the same thing for the secondary characters in the show so go check those out those are in the clips area or actually the, the the tournament 
episodes area and we have a whole bunch of clips on all these pods too i promise y'all get back to time stamping so we can uh have y'all pick and choose where y'all want to slide through on the podcast because i do be jibber jabbering but i got a lot to say i have a lot to bias to go through and i got a lot of fans out there a lot of people out there family members out there got a lot that they want to hear about and hear it talk about um but more pop culture on the way, more guests on the way to talk about that pop culture as well so we can really get into it. I got some homies that are going to talk about the AI and stuff. They had no more about the AI. I can get on here and talk. Uh, movie reviews. Um, I got some homies that are really big MCU heads and DCU heads like me. So we're going to talk about the future of that. Get AKA on here to talk about everything. We got boxing matches coming up. Um, Star Wars stuff to talk about. All the stuff that AKA likes to talk about. And some cooking shows. Um uh, Chelsea's going to teach us how to cook some stuff, a.k.a. got some recipes. So we're definitely going to incorporate some cooking stuff closer to Christmas and uh, these holidays. So stay tuned. There's stuff for everybody. Of course, there's merch available everywhere. Hit me up. You know where to find me on all those sites that I mentioned or just DM me wherever you can hit me. And if you got my number, hit me there, too. Um, if I do owe you a package, it's coming out real soon. Shipping stuff out to send right now. Hit me up. I'm having a sale. It's going to be a holiday sale on hats and beanies. $25.32 with shipping. So just hit me up. Just hit me up. I got beanies, hats, dad hats, bucket hats, uh, trucker hats. Of course, I wear the truckers all the time. And I have a couple of T-shirts left of my last special edition ones, too. So hit me up if you need anything. And, of course, come back to the podcast because we'll be here every goddamn week. You think you're not going to see me a week? There's a good reason for it. I'll let you guys know what I'm going to be missing. But this has been a streak. Again, we've been here since 2019. Just going to keep on growing and getting bigger and bigger every week. And we're not going to leave y'all without a dope beat to step to. So let's get it. It's the Best of Bias podcast. It's Light Down to narrow and it's the best of bias podcast we're more than a podcast we're merch gang we uh we about to come out with some uh superhero shit comic books we a podcast too but we a media company as well it's best of bias light out the narrow where that theme song at it's right here peace out y'all happy friday it's the best uh best of bias you need to hear for you should try us from pop culture to the movies to unite us it's the best uh best of bias uh, Get best of bias. Yeah. Yeah.